0: Hello welcome to this edition of Gage Podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Jamie. And with us today is Stephen from Geekopoplex and Mentally Sound so that we can talk about mental health in Star Trek as it seems a topic well suited for him. Um, before we get started, we just want to say that, as you may have seen on social media, uh, Phil's left the podcast um, so um, we're a bit sad about it all but we hope him all the best with everything he's getting on with outside the podcast and things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all yeah. Yeah, yeah, just want to say, just wanted to say, yeah, all the best for the future, Phil. So.
0: Um, yeah, so that, that way, I think we need we should get on with the topic at hand. And Stephen, you've had a good thought about um, the topic. Uh, where would you like to start?
2: Hmm, well, Uh, that first of all like if you have me on and yeah and and as as simon referenced i did do mentally sound which is a mental health show on radio so um makes a great deal of sense and anyone who listens to apocalypse knows that i reference i have bipolar disorder so um that's appropriate as well because it is literally a mental health thing um but yeah so in terms of Star Trek, and obviously i'm a huge star trek fan i have a star trek voyager tattoo um so um so yeah so the 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 the, the first point i wanted to make um because we were talking about this just before we started recording uh, me and simon i to- uh, mean uh, jamie sorry, were talking about it and um i think it's such a good idea uh, when simon simon first emailed me about doing this um because it's really sort of relevant to talk about mental health in sort of a mainstream setting and obviously star trek's huge um and even though people might not have seen an episode they'll at least have heard of it and so, if you crowbar in like some art form or some entertainment value into talking about essentially a taboo subject, it gives it much more gravitas than it would if you were just talking about it on your own. Because you get the if someone's like ignorant about the subject, they're not willing to discuss it. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. So it's
1: that's exactly it. And you know, so I say i, was, I, was, I was, yeah, we were saying to each other, Stephen said, I, you know, I, I myself kind of have suffered from kind of mental health problems like in the last couple of years, kind of emotional trauma, people that I've lost. So I've kind of come to kind of empathise with people that are suffering for it or have suffered for it. And it's definitely given me a new perspective and an understanding on a subject that I never, to be honest, never really thought much about before. Um, But whereas, you know, before in terms of me going for it and just generally, just generally watching Star Trek, I mean, you know, some of the episodes in there, like one in particular, um, the episode Tin Man in Next Gen, that is a prime example of an episode where a character is going through mental health problems. And before, I mean, this was years ago. This was back when I was a young, naive teenager. You know, this, this guy, Tim and Bram, because you always forget his name. You always
0: I always do. forget his name.
1: I always do. Thank you, Sai. That's why you're here, Sai. <laughs> 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 to help me with things like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when I first watched the episode, I just thought, oh, this guy's annoying. That was like that was that was my whole kind of thoughts on it, and I just thought, you know, and I coming and you know, it was just like, well, there is a reason why he's actually, you know, the reason why he why he acts the way he is because he's got he's got mental health problems.
0: That's the thing is, you only realise that I think I said it before, and I think it came to head that in the last year and our season mm. review where you kind of went, actually, I see what you mean now, Sigh. Yeah, you it's are onto a thing here. It's not just kind of. Oh, he's just being a jerk because of it. If you think yeah. you
1: through it well enough, you get why that happens. Oh, exactly. You know, and I think obviously, you know, I obviously, I, obviously, I, you know, I try and look at things with a lot more of an objective eye these days, particularly yeah. Star Trek. And obviously, again, experiencing what kind of the similar sort of thing, kind of like that. It's I, you know, I actually, I said you know, I understand. I actually come to really sympathise with his character, and it was a point of actually where I was kind of actually. I was actually displeased with how some of the other cr- uh, crew members were treating him, you know, kind of like, well, you like know, for example, Riker kind of um, having those thoughts and talking about him, like kind of, and then he, then he calls him out on it. And it's like, well, if you've got a guy who, who, who can't separate his thoughts, I mean, yes, okay. He chose to come on, on, on the enterprise, but if you've got a guy who can't, you know, organize his thoughts, you know, and he's got like a thousand thoughts at the same time, he's going to be a little bit, it's going to be quite frustrating a little bit, you know, on edge, isn't it? So it's like, it's perfectly understandable.
2: Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, like, yeah. So I was just going to say just to reiterate that point, Jamie, is that's a great example of where, like I was just saying earlier, the mainstream media. And obviously in this example, we're using Star Trek can broaden somebody's understanding of something just by watching an episode. Yeah. Um. But Because there's two ways to look at that. Like it's it like, as you said, The discriminatory aspect of mental health is essentially not understanding it. So people look at it in a very superficial way and go, that person's annoying. Therefore we should not deal with them. Or they're different. Or and I can't tell you the number of times, and I'm sure you guys are in the same boat, even going to conventions, is whenever you get people from Star Trek and people who go up from the public and ask questions they always seem to start with you guys made me comfortable being who i was and you reinforced that like you let me know that i had something to deal with and all that kind of stuff and that's like really obviously hugely powerful um and the flip side of it as well is that like you were saying it encourages people not just in that aspect but in ways of like opening the discussion for everybody to talk about it's not just about the individual it's about yeah it's about everybody. It's about talking about it in a more open format. And if a mainstream thing can do that, it leads to like you, you, the the example you described was perfect because you went from somebody like just to- taking it in a very sort of basic level and going, "Well, that person's annoying." And then as you get older and you start understanding it more and you go through your own experiences, you can apply it to somebody else and understand yeah. what they're going through. And um, that's so ultimately the most important thing about like un- like every mental health being able to be discussed in a forum like a podcast just as this um so i i think that's like kind of the a, a good example of of changing somebody's mind or reinforcing that like it you're not like weird or you're not you're you you're, you're, you're you you just have something mm. to deal with you know it's um and and therefore you can deal with it better so it has loads of these good connotations that's like kind of important
1: yeah and i think um i said i think that episode it said with it with town town Elmb- again I'm-
2: Terrible, it? <laughs>
1: it's okay. <laughs> you know who I'm. Yeah, M. Ta- Tam... Oh. Tam. Tam. Tam, M. Tam. Elbram. M. Bram. M. Bram. I think what's really good old great Tammy. Is... <laughs> call him Tammy. Yeah? call him Fred. <laughs> yeah. That
2: that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I think what's I think what's also In really time. great. Hmm? <laughs> what's that sign? Tim Tam, you know. T- Tim Tam. Okay, we'll call. We're referring to him as Tim Tam then. <laughs> so yeah, t- Jamie, you probably aren't aware of
0: what that reference is. Uh, uh, what Tim does it Tam reference? Tim Tam is a, um, Australian chocolate.
2: Just yes. So, you know. Oh, just, okay, right. <laughs> just oh, like where it, it, it where,
0: where it, it where where it's just go to the right other extreme. Well,
2: this just I, got it because I've had a Tim Tam. Yeah, they're oh, supposed right. to be. They're supposed to be orgasmic, Jamie. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally how they advertise them in Australia. Anyway, that, that guy yeah. in Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think, even Fred is a reference to something else that I yes. said years ago.
1: As well. It's a little um, joke between me and Simon, yeah. Uh,
0: um, the farmer the guy from Progress and Deep Space Nine. I think.
1: The one that <laughs> here has oh. got to try and get off Bajor. Or, I couldn't yeah, say his
0: name right. for life for me, so I just said just I'm just going to call him Fred. I, just, I'm, I can't I think yeah, you know, I, you know, I this.
1: I think if I recall, I don't think I couldn't remember his name. So said, let's just no, call him you, Fred. You then. got
0: him. You? I think you. Got I did. Him oh, okay. Middle
1: M- and now I can't. I'm, no, that's not going to happen. I'm going to call <laughs> him Fred,
0: and we'll just be with it. Just like so yeah. that, That's the origins. Of
1: that just, yeah. Yeah. Um. Seems yeah. So just... yeah. So yeah. What's great about that for him is is, is the way they kind of he found he, he found in a piece and he kind of found where he belonged. I thought that was really quite amazing. Kind of, he's a guy who's kind of suffered all his life and kind of what he's going through and then kind of said by the end he's kind of found closure, or at least you know some inner peace, and yeah. found kind of where he belonged.
0: Oh, I'm holding my pencil up, kind of trying to try and raise a point, raise my hand, but I've forgotten I've turned my webcam off. So that. <laughs> um, what I've just realised, and I've completely forgotten this the whole time. Thinking about it and everything, every time I watched it, it's not just him that they. Help with they also help with gone to because if you remember at the beginning of the episode, gone is suicidal. So yeah. there's two people, two people that they actually help in that
1: episode. Yeah, great good point. so I actually um forgot about that. That's that's right. Yeah. So they're both they both said they're both suffering from mental health problems and they're both kind of they they come together and you said they they essentially become one being. I suppose you could say in a way. You know, they complete each other. So it's kind of, yeah. That's all the
0: NHS needs. Living starships. There you go. (laughs) Go and live in one of them. Problem (laughs)
1: solved. That's all the NHS needs. Yeah. When it's budget. But again, it's, it's, what's it said? Again, it's like, and it's great. You know, that even just saying that, you know, just these two people coming together, you you know, it's, it's kind of, a said that kind of message of, you know, there are other people out there who are suffering, mental health problems it might not be the exact same thing sometimes but they're suffering so you know and it's kind of that message of you should um you know speak about your problems you shouldn't hide away you should know talk to talk to someone who does understand who does know what you're going through
2: i think um i know this may be this may sound like a really obvious point but um it also maybe is worth saying the i mean obviously it you know we're writing at this time but you know they're writing in the future um, you know, for the most part. I mean, obviously, I know they're doing sort of prequels in the in the canon of Star Trek right now. But I'm just saying, in the future, as as, as present is present now, as in us doing this podcast. And the, uh, 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 that makes sense. Like, in the future <laughs> from now, it's just so difficult to say. In real life, it's the future. Um, so, like, my point is... <laughs> yeah. So, my point is... My point is that I like the idea... And this is why Star Trek, in particular, and sci science fiction, is so like powerful for this reason, is that they can still talk about like sort of have an idea about what would happen in 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 three hundred years, and mm-hmm. then and then actually still reinforce that with all the techn technological advances and stuff, it doesn't doesn't still get rid of fairly rudimentary problems, yeah, um, uh, exactly. and, mm. and mental health is like kind of my point about mental health is that it goes back to the, I guess I'm talking about the discriminatory aspect of things is that um, people just want to put it into a box and pretend it's a small minority of, of people. When, like I said earlier, is that mental health is a, a wide spectrum, and everybody has mental health. So you, everyone has the capability of to be in, being able to struggle. And um, obviously, it's more likely for certain people because of genetics and how are they how they were brought up and all that kind of stuff. If you want to go into the real semantics of it, but my point is still, you know, someone can have a bad reaction about like a bereavement or something and hit a really bad depression. And you know, it's a nice segue if you want me to to give an example. But in Star Trek, there's a really good example of that—not bereavement, but of 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 not being able to deal with something—is Janeway when she um decides to just not be the captain anymore, <laughs> like and basically just essentially hides in her room, which is yeah. essential, which is essentially depression, yeah, um nice. in the yeah yeah it's something like the night I was gonna say the void but that's I always get them too confused it's the uh, but it's the it's the night yeah it's night whether yeah. Night.
0: For some reason, Harry Kim on the bridge playing fucking <laughs> clarinet. Yes. Right in, her, in her quarters, hiding in the dark.
2: Yes. Mm, and that's it's, um, a
0: great ship to be on at that point in time, isn't it? <laughs> hey! It's like
2: it's like episode one of like one it's season, season isn't it? Like season, se- yeah. Mm. And uh, it's—I it, thought it was fascinating because it was really like—I mean, you're, it is a—it is a weird episode because it comes from sort of nowhere. But like, they did that in a few examples because there's one there's one particular Voyager episode that I'm definitely going to bring up because I think it's a really good example of, of of mental health, and I think handled very very well. But in that, but that's just a very very brief example of although it it that is partly about that episode. It's more that they kind of stuck. But in but Janeway's way of dealing with it is a very depressed, it's all my fault. Yeah. And it's all and it's all about me. And she decides to neglect all our duties and not looked after herself and confine herself, which are all very, very obvious examples of somebody who's having mental health issues. Yeah. Um and what I find strange is because but it's fascinating because of the chain of command is because she's at the highest level. level. That she that she just says that like I'm giving these orders not to do anything about it, but actually how the episode ends, if people remember, if people know the episode I'm referring to, is that um the crew kind of rallies round, and because she basically is willing to sacrifice herself, which if somebody in a psychological aspect analyzed that, is basically her not like valuing her own life enough because of how she's feeling um so the in a roundabout way the crew acknowledged that and said we're going yeah. to actually help her through that by not letting her do it which yeah, is exactly what of,
1: yeah yeah and obviously kind of obviously and also in a way as, you know, santa's has come to mind is that she's willing to sacrifice herself it's kind of her way in her eyes of trying to make up for yes. you know putting him in that situation so yeah yeah and yeah a, absolutely yeah
2: and a, and a depressed person from experience goes And They look at scenarios where they feel like they're a bit of a burden and so because she feels that way, she isolates herself and as you say, the solution she comes up with, well, well, if I get if I can get them out of this situation then that's going to make myself feel better but ultimately, you know, it's still, she still probably felt lousy because the whole series you know, touches on that she has immense guilt for for the fact that she made the decision to, to save the incumbents and you know and that's the, ultimately why they're in the Delta Quadrant. But, yeah, so so it, it, it's it's fascinating. But then, at the same time, she has to deal with it. <laughs> so, you know, because that's the situation she finds herself in. But in that instance, in that episode, because of the situation of the, they're in the dark and they can't see any stars and it's just boring as hell, is that it, it leads to a depressive... A, a depressive feeling but I think the way the crew handled it was nice because in a roundabout way it's sort of showing if you all pull together and support somebody through something like that and um, they could you could ultimately you know help them through it because yeah that, you, know, you know because there's several examples of her kind of just getting hugely overwhelmingly guilty about the decision she made and there's always there's always scenes where it's like yeah it's okay and if you
1: could I think what can- <laughs> I, I think what's also good as well is the fact that you know the crew maybe maybe they don't fully understand how she feels, but even so, if someone doesn't hasn't maybe gone through it themselves or not or maybe not to the same degree, people can still help. People will still be there and listen, even if they don't, even if they haven't experienced what you've gone through, etc. They people will still be there and they'll still listen. Now, thinking back to you know, but so you, you talking about it, so it's kind of bringing back yeah exactly what happened in the episode. So yeah.
2: Well, the bit where, um, you know, because what I like about it is people actually having, I mean, obviously it's the circumstances of they're on the ship and they're isolated and they're in the Delta Quadrant. However, um, I like the fact that the crew sort of rally together and keep asking Jacoby, like, how's the captain doing? People are asking about her and not like, you know, because that that the quite often, unfortunately, in the examples that I've heard of a depressed person is some people make the mistake of going, oh, they just need some time to themselves. Um, and in the, in the example that Star Trek does on the episode we're talking about is like I said earlier because she has the highest chain of command, she kind of tells everybody to leave her alone. And I guess what's interesting about that from a mental health point of view is if I was in that situation, I would be basically overriding her orders and going, "I don't care about your orders," like because that's not healthy for you to be in your room the whole entire time. And as far as I remember, my memory's not that like hazy on how long she's been in, but I think they're in that night thing. For a, a couple good of couple of months or something. Yeah. Mm. So she's at least been in that room for maybe a month and a half or something. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's a long time to isolate yourself um, in that situation, um, especially when you're feeling the way she is. So it would have just exasperated her symptoms. Mm. So if I was on that crew, or if I was Jacoby, I would actually like rallied it around a lot sooner than that. I guess that's the argument you could make. Mm. Um, but, you know, because of the order structure, they just go, we'll do what she wants. But. Mm. So, yeah. maybe that's the lack of understanding because she goes, she can run it however the hell she wants. Yeah, he's clearly, the whole point of it is he's going, but I am worried. Mm. So, you know, essentially it takes them to be in trouble for her to kind of um, get out of the situation. So, in a way, you can make an argument that that episode and the writers go, well, we could deal with the mental health aspect of it, but if an alien shoots at the ship and the and the captain's forced back in to do what he needs to do, then um, then problem solved. We don't have to spend time uh, yeah. <laughs> um, just having a, a depressed bed. Yeah. Like just a long therapy, like one episode of Voyages them more sitting down talking about their feelings. Like that wouldn't be very entertaining. So you've got to be realistic in that sense. But mm. yeah, that's a good example, you know.
1: What was the other one? You said there was another Voyage episode you um well, going to as well.
2: It is, to me, the great. I think I would go as far as to say I think it's the greatest example of where an episode is completely... I mean, I'm sure you can argue this for TNG because I know there's a lot of good ones. There's a couple of TNG ones I remember too because um, they're the most ones I know the most of. I, I, I don't know whether or not you're going to throw in any Deep Space Nine. But, um, well, there's, a
1: couple, there's a couple in Deep Space Nine I can think of.
2: Okay, well, um, I'll just say what I what was on my mind then, and then we'll we feel free. But... Um, but the one that I really like and I like watching it, even though and it's it's tough though, because it's a really dark episode, is Extreme Risk. Um, which is the yeah. Balana one, mm. where she basically so for those that don't know, um so Balana's the engineer and she finds out in the previous season, I think it is, um, that the Marquis members that she's the part of a resistance and that's how they become on Voyager. That they find out once they get like the emails back from uh, well, I say emails <laughs> the <laughs> transmissions the emails um the, when get they get emails the twenty carri- fourth century yeah. I know yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know whatever that yeah transmissions as they call it yeah, but yeah so when the nice, so yeah. when the yeah when the when the carriage when the carrier pigeons reach Voyager um the <laughs> um the uh, just love that idea A pigeon finally reaches them <laughs> he's like oh my god um and it's a pigeon <laughs> yeah, with some with some ordinary like not ordinary mail like you know like um a, a transcript or something you know not even a <laughs> not even a transcript anyway but um but yeah it, and so they find out uh, jacote gets a a, a transmission like a, a letter inside it saying that them all the marquee members that they used to be part of have all been killed um, and then I really think it's good writing because it references what happened before and basically lets you know over a period of time that the stuff we haven't seen is her not dealing with what she's being what with finding out about that and I really think that was really good writing like because um, you know a lot of assumptions are made on series and then they go actually you know how like she may be looking like she's doing well, and that really is a great example of that. You can't really be certain with anybody with has any mental health issues because as there's a great scene with her and Janeway where they're in the they're in the sick bay when they finally find out that um,
1: oh yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and and she basically goes like they've got months of injuries and like we didn't know, and I, I think it's a really good underlying thing about basically letting people know that like unless you kind of tell people about these things and a lot of people do this with mental health and that's really I think that episode was highlighting what happens in today's society is that when you have a mental health issue you keep it to yourself Mm. um and Mm. that really highlights how dangerous it can get by doing that um and so anyway so the the summary of the episode of people listening don't know is that in order for her to deal with what she found out she goes to the holodeck and keeps running really dangerous programs and overrides the safety protocols and like hurts herself and the way she describes it to decode it towards the end is a such a brilliant like acting performance because it's basically her pointing out that having clinical like severe depression you don't feel like human and you don't really understand what it you don't you don't really feel proper emotions and that's the, the berlana um roxana is it roxana dawson i think is that, is that the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Um she's just it's, it's the best acting she does in the whole series i think because it's so good like because when she goes i just want to feel something I mean, because it's not even necessarily. She even like I can't believe I was remember being shocked when I first saw that Jacot. goes, "Do you feel suicidal?" He actually says that. Um, you know, are you're thinking of committing suicide, and she goes, "No, I just want to feel something." And people do, you know, it's essentially self harm in a roundabout way. That's what she's doing. Um, it, you know, just with a holodeck and and putting herself in extreme situations. Um, so the way they handled that was, I think, like because. Um, I guess the last thing I'll say is that Jacote's way of handling it I really liked because when he finds out he forces her to confront it because that's essentially what she's not been doing Yeah, and then he uses his power of influence in a quite caring loving friend way by going like you can't make me stay here and he goes to hell I can't and then says like we're going to stay in here until you tell me what's going on and that is actually a really loving thing to do for a depressed person is to go I don't want you to like ignore this. We we're gonna face this together. That's essentially what he was saying. And I think like that's like a great example of what you kind of should do is that you do what essentially the depressed person isn't doing in that in that instance it's confronting his um confronting our demons about what she found out. Um,
1: yeah, I mean actually it really resonates what you were saying, Stephen, because um I was doing exactly the same thing in terms of ignoring it just saying oh it, 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 it's i'm fine there's nothing wrong you know denying that there was a problem which is actually you know which you know it makes things worse and causes people other people to worry more yeah um so you know i was doing the, exactly the same thing myself so yeah that what you said is, it really really resonates um
2: great, great know, episode.
1: Mm. yeah it is and the, and the fact as i said as as balana kind of Another thing you kind of you were talking about the whole sick base scene where, Jamie finds out about the injuries and when Bolana goes, I don't care. Jamie goes, now I know there's something wrong.
2: Exactly. Yes. Mm. Fantastic scene because that's yeah that's really what you kind of have to do with a depressed person is go if they stop caring about the things you know that they care about that's when you need to worry and yeah. when and yeah because you know the bits where they because they're building the Delta flyer in that episode if you remember yeah that's right so yeah. um. And because uh, I remember reading, I was just reading before we started the Memory Alpha um, wiki, and uh, apparently um, Robert Duncan McNeil, Tom Paris said he really didn't like the fact that. And it's a re- it's a good worth point now because it shows that people can get this wrong even as partners. Because mm-hmm. in that episode, he igno- he's not involved in helping her. Like he's no. so he's he's absorbed in the Delta flyer, and he's not part of the main storyline. And it kind of shows that like. So if she's been dealing with this since she found out, which you assume is what's been happening, then he's not even been aware. And I remember that episode, like I really started to go, he's he's really not aware of what meant that like science to look for. Because that whole scene where it's him and Tuvok in the um in the captain's uh, uh the the ready room thing uh what's it what's what the, is it called like the um conference room the, the, like cap the captain's cabin whatever the hell it's called you know the janeway's mm-hmm. office yeah. ready room yeah um yeah is it just called ready room for every <laughs> i'm sure it's called ready room for every series isn't it yeah um uh so yeah she in the ready room it's her tuvok and um her tuvok in paris and she goes let's talk about Balana and then she goes tom did you have any idea she was doing these things and he goes no she's been barely speaking to me and i'm like you didn't think to and i'm and my first response was you didn't think to bring this up um you know that's that's I, I, and he says in that he says he, he really it's the only time you think in the whole thing where he really disliked paris's way of handling it but in a roundabout way it's good because you don't want to show where everybody does everything right you want somebody to misunderstand the situation, and I think it's actually good that he doesn't. Um, yeah, exactly. He doesn't do a good job. Yeah.
0: Realistic as well. Yes,
2: yes, mm. exactly. Um, yeah. But can anyway, I just that's bring in I I a
0: think. bit of trivia of the episode?
2: Yes, go ahead. Yeah.
0: It's a bit unrelated, but I hope you don't mind because I, th- I find it a bit hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, she does orbital skydiving as part of her. Yes. Yeah. Hol- pursuits. Mm-hmm. Did you know that's an unused bit of prop from? Star Trek Generations, part an edit deleted scene from the Captain Kirk portion of it.
2: Oh, really? I
0: didn't so actually know she's that. She's wearing the costume that um, William Shatner would have worn, which I, oh. I understand yeah. how that actually works, but it's a bit weird.
2: But yeah, that's, it's, it, that, that's yeah. really cool. a yeah. bit, yeah.
0: You know the blue tiled suit thing she wears? It's that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, the thing and she's holding the helmet, isn't she? She's got like a helmet yeah, thing in the cool. corridor. Yeah.
0: That's that's a leftover from Star Trek generations. Uh, Star Trek reuses everything for everything. That's yeah, like yeah. I don't quite get how you go, hey, here's something for a male character, for a female uh, character, but I suppose it doesn't quite matter. If you, you like... modify, yeah, it, yeah. it
2: works.
1: <laughs> it works. <laughs> if you it can if be you reuse, let's it. reuse it.
2: The great thing about Star Trek is you can read so much trivia and like you could, if you're like me who that's likes, fine. yeah. Man
0: you learn something meanwhile you forget something else you learned like yes. six months ago so you learn that yeah. portion for that period learn something and then re- have to re remember it because i've done that i've done that for years where you go that's quite cool and then you've forgotten it no like, <laughs> it took me about later.
2: like it took me about like sort of 20 reruns of watching first contact to realize that they used the voyager um sick beer. <laughs> i suddenly went it looks really familiar, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why um, uh, the 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 uh, Doctor makes an appearance, because um, I'm like, it they literally borrowed their borrowed their uh, set, yeah.
0: And the Millennium Falcon's in the Battle of Sector
2: 001. So... <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm assuming um, out of the way for copyright reasons, but <laughs> it really, is really but tiny. Really
0: tiny. You can tell. You can kind of go. All right, I can, I know where it is. I, I see yeah. it now. Um, You, you know, I'm talking about Jamie a bit And Jamie, if Jamie's going to sit there and go Oh God, here we go again Um, Mental health What about um The way Jamie dealt with things in ooh, scientific Oh, scientific method
1: Oh, here we go
2: <laughs> I love that episode <laughs> uh, as but I, already,
0: I, Jamie, uh, Crazy Jamie
1: Well, considering <laughs> she was getting... Got doped up and not drill stuck in her head for five days straight where she hadn't slept it's kind of understandable with the way she kind of acts at the end of the episode but but, you don't put
0: a a starship into two pulsars and go yeah it will survive yeah okay sure well but but, but, damn it I'm Joe mate it will work
2: yeah oh you mean the bit at the end where they go through the the, yeah. yeah. yeah I think that's my. I, I'm a little bit disappointed, as I say, being that Voyager is my favourite one. Is that I was really. I, I think it's a really good episode, and it's interesting because of the way that people handle different uh, illnesses. And I understand our reaction, but it really does. I mean, it, it's just an. In, it is as Simon was getting at. Uh, sorry, as James was getting at is um the. It, it's because of the fact that they were manipulating her mood. Basically, mm. is that she comes to a very irrational conclusion. Is that. I mean, it ultimately saves them because they would have just kept doing the experiments, basically, is what it's sort of implying. Um, but it's a very irrational thought, and that's why she says, well, maybe, you know, when that bit where she goes, like, well, you know, I've been up for eight straight days, so is this what you want, kind of thing? And then... Uh, you and what and you want, then, bitch! Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just, it is a bit like, you know, if anyone was looking at that objectively going, is she of sound of mind to be captain of this ship right now making the decisions? Because um, that's a bit... To reliever of bit, you know, duty! Yeah, because that, that happens a lot in Star Trek. You can, I'm sure we could come up with about 100 examples of where, like, you know, Captain, we're going towards a star that's going to explode right now. Just just trust me, all right? Just trust me. <laughs> and no one goes, does he know what he's doing? Yeah. <laughs> It always works out in the end. But yeah, I mean, I did think that was a little bit like, you know what I think? Maybe I'm being a little bit, you know, uh, harsh or whatever, or a bit. Uh, but I think the writers wrote a very good episode, because I liked that episode. But I think oh, they... I've always
0: enjoyed that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I um, I think they ran out of an... I don't think they could come up with an idea that made sense of how are the <laughs> aliens going to get off. And mm. so they... The typical Star Trek... It it does annoy me that you get really great episodes, and then because of time scale, like because of the oh, timing solution. of episode. Hey. Yes, yes. If I, if I, cause yeah. and, if you, and if you always noticed
1: with episodes like that, it's always uh, against the odds. Like I've got like a one in billion chance, and oh, yeah. and they happen to be fine anyway, right? Okay. Yeah,
2: and, because, and I don't like the fact that they made a joke about like uh, uh, the, they make a joke about it, which makes me go, yeah. It is like implausible, and you're like, like really like pushing it in our faces. Going when she she makes that joke, I hope you were lying about their mods, Tuvok, Vok, and she goes and he goes, I wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I go, hang on, like, and then all of a sudden it's like everything's fine, and the 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 aliens leave. Because yeah, I think like, they just didn't know how to get them off the ship. Because if you think about it, you can't aliens you can't see who are basically controlling the entire crew through drugs. Like ha- I couldn't come up with a scenario where they could get out of it. So it had to be something quite extreme, but mm-hmm. obviously it's a television show, so they're all going to survive. But yeah. yeah, it is a bit—it <laughs> is, it is a bit of a—it is a bit of a like in the writing room going now. How the hell do we end this? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it felt so, like.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. Got, you kind of gotta take it with a pinch of salt, haven't you? You know, but if that's
2: you're actually... arguing about as as Simon said, if you're arguing about a reaction, I can kind of get it. Because based on what they said that she was doing to her, is that her reaction was one of? I mean, you've got to remember her reaction is based on the fact that she sees a crewman die in front of her. You know, she has like a brain hemorrhage and or whatever it is, and she just dies like on the spot. So, I can understand her anger because she's got this unbelievable like pressure to be looking after our crew because of the situation. You know? Yeah, yeah, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, good, good, good example in terms of just how crazy people end up getting and just Mm. (laughs) uh, yeah
0: but it's traumatic but it's you're kind of right Jamie. but you're also kind of right simon
2: yes i'm kind of somewhere in the middle of between you two well um (laughs) i think that's more uh probably a wider argument i guess to summarize it's more like a kind of argument about medication and it really it's like you you know because i always make this argument on mentally sound is that you know essentially what jamie goes through is having too much of something so whatever they gave her is making her like you know have headaches and sleep too much and be sleep sleep deprivation sleep deprivation is like a really common problem with people with mental health issues um and that's essentially you know when she said she's been up eight straight days or whatever that's a long long time to not have sleep REM sleep essentially um So it's not surprising she reacted the way she did. (laughs) And I love the bit where she goes, can someone remind me to turn down the volume of the (laughs) door? Because she hates the sound, I'm like, yeah. Uh, Anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think also um, Deep Space Nine does have, I mean, it is mainly next-gen Voyager, but Deep Space Nine does have a couple of really good episodes about mental health. Um, And the two that come to mind is Hard Time and It's Only a Paper Moon. So hard time is the one where Chief O'Brien has a simulation where he was um in prison for twenty years.
2: and, ah, he, suffers. Yeah.
1: and he suffers the effects psycho- psychological effects of that trauma now obviously, it didn't technically happen, but in his mind, it was real every moment was real um and, you know, seeing him kind of, and it, it said, uh, you know, Carl you know, just gives an absolutely fantastic performance in that episode of, of, of a man who's trying to reintegrate himself into his normal life and he's struggling. And it's like, you know, for all intents and purposes of, you know, what he's going through, you know, you, you think, oh, in the 24th century, and yet it, it's still a massive problem and there's no quick fix. There's no quick fix to it. It's not just, oh, well, you know, have this hyper and you'll be better in no time. It's, yeah, what about that? Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, and it and he literally gets like he literally gets a prescription to deal with depression, doesn't he? By Bashir, I remember yeah. that. I remember the end of that because he hugs um his daughter, doesn't he? Um, yeah, mm. uh, yeah, I remember that because he like acts really strangely, and um, I forget his what's his what his wife name? His wife, um uh, Keiko. Keiko, that's it. Yeah. Um, he's all like dead, worried. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's the fact that, and, and again, it's kind of he, he at near the end because he got money. All money wants to do is just got what's to play with him, and he almost hits her. And he kind of he, he he isolates himself. You know, he's he's gonna try and try and kill himself because he, he he believes he's a danger to everyone. Yeah, and it's kind of that kind of thing. So that's that kind of isolation that you were talking about with with Jane. Well, obviously, you know, for, for it was on a much more you know it was a more serious level, but. Um, but yeah, and it was just kind of from the fact at the end of it. I mean, okay, it doesn't come up again after that episode. But as she, as uh, Bashir says, he gives him something, but it's, it it doesn't it doesn't cure him. It's kind of well, this will help, but it's not gonna make it go away completely. Um, and I just think that was a really good example of an episode where someone's gone, you know, he's going through these issues, and it's it's heart, it's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking to see what he goes through. Mm-hmm. Um and this, the other example is um it's only a paper moon which is um which is uh, Nog. He's uh, injury from the siege of ar five five eight where he's um he loses his leg. Oh
2: uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And the psychological effects that he goes through from that as mm-hmm. well. That's another brilliant example. Um whereas, you know, again it's kind of a for that for that one it was kind of a mind over mind over matter thing. So, like the pain to him was very real, but it was actually in his mind. But because of the trauma that he had gone through, he hadn't dealt with it. And again, he isolates himself as well from everybody else. I said he retreats into um, Vic Vic Fontaine's hollow Suite, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. And again, that's another prime example. Of it. and it's 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 brilliant. And again, it's it's something that you know Nog has to has to learn to deal with. It's not just brushed under the carpet. It's a, you know, and he you know, it's something he has to learn to live with.
2: I think also as well, like it's that's a really good example of because um, I always say this is that I think people miscon because again it goes down to putting things into nice little boxes and going mm. it's this is how we understand things is because um, if somebody has a physical limitation, mm. you don't focus on the mental side of what that feels like like that's mm. less that's less of a problem or people don't deal with that as much mm. because of the. Um, because of the physical limitations that uh, like a broken leg or a loss of a leg does or that kind of thing. Um, and it's the same way around the mental health is that I, I'm astonished that people think because of depression, like because I can give you an example. I can, I can speak from personal experience here. I can give you examples of like, if I'm severely depressed, I can like barely, you know, I can't get out of bed to like feed my dog or I can't like make myself something or I can't get a shower or something because it just feels so unbearably impossible and yet i am physically able to do it in a set but not mentally able to do it that day Mm. so people construe it as well like it's not understanding the mental limitations and trauma of what you go through with something and uh, and that episode is a great example of that because Mm. you know um i can give you quite a, a, a personal story about my auntie had a brain hemorrhage like a long, long time ago and she, it was a really bad one and she had to learn to walk again and all that kind of stuff and speech. And my mom helped her through all of it. Like went to stay there for like an entire year um, to look after my auntie in Manchester. And um, uh, she, she says to me all the time that the brain hemorrhage was nothing compared to the mental aspect of having to do all that again. Like the physical limitations were nothing compared to the mental challenge of preparing yourself for having to do that all again. Like that's that and, and that that that's a great example in that episode in a much more smaller scale, but like but yeah of the of the thing of the 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 you have to have the mindset to be able to do things. And so it's not just as simple and mental health always gets that stigma of just click click your fingers like go and do it. You're physically able to do it. Or in this example, you're you're not physically able to do it but um but we'll we'll help you like deal with the physical stuff but what about the experience of going through it what's going on in your head like how have you dealt with it and how are you going to deal with it in the future because you have to accept what's happened to you and in some cases people don't um you know so again interesting because it's from starting on a physical plateau but then clearly it's all about what's going on in the head yeah um, yeah
1: exactly yeah i mean you know and I completely agree. I mean, there was another episode, um, "Nor the Battle to the Strong." Uh, that's where Jake gets caught up in, um, in, in the middle of the said of Klingon and Federation war. And there's a moment where there's a guy who's um, one, uh, one of the Federation soldiers, and he's, he sh- he um, he shot he shot himself in the foot deliberately. Mm. But it's the trauma of it's a trauma of what he did, of his realization, you know, of what he goes through. It's kind of and one of the things I liked about that episode was they talk about they went through like loads of simulations but it can't prepare you for the actuality of the horrors of war you know you could do as many simulations as you like you know um about you know psychological effects and all that sort of stuff but it's never gonna 100 percent prepare you um, absolutely and i like the fact, yeah. like the fact that it said that deep space on really explores that aspect of kind of you know war is horrifying um you know um you know, and and again, doing it from kind of Jake's perspective, I think was very, very unique
2: because like, yeah. he's a
1: young man who, who's who's only eight. He's obviously eighteen, I think, at that point, and he's you know he's reporting and he's excited about you know reporting from the front lines, kind of thing, and like, and and he's thrust into this, this this situation he wasn't prepared for, didn't you know, wasn't expecting, and you know he come. I think he comes a kind of away with a bit of an understanding of 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 you know what it's actually like and it's not it's nothing is nothing is as simple
2: yeah.
1: making sense
2: no no absolutely yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah definitely yeah
1: but yeah that's just enough it just another example and you know again it's the whole thing with nogaswa it's learning to deal with um what has happened and even in the siege of ar-558 there's a little bit where those where those um starfleet officers have been there for months yeah been there for months and 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 it it's appalling what they've gone through and you can you can see not just physically but mentally how it's affected them
2: and uh the thing is is that brings up the wider point of mental health in a generalistic sense is that the hardest part and uh it's it's really really difficult to accept this, but this is ultimately i think for the person going through any particular heart particularly hard times is the that essentially it's sort of going you, you have to reach the point to accept like what limitations you've been given because um, if you do have a mental health issue that isn't going to go away, like from my perspective, it's something I deal with every day. Um, it's just the scale of it because it's a lot generic. Um, it's a lot of what I went through as a child and all that kind of stuff. And um, like post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress disorder is a great example as well because um, you know you're never really going to ultimately deal with that tra- like deal completely with the trauma and and also i, I said earlier an example about bereavement is that I, I don't really think you ever get over you know losing somebody no. um it's the same principle it's just accepting i say just i mean that's it's the hardest thing in the world so i don't want people to take it that way i just mean it really ultimately comes down to accepting the hand that you get given yeah and that's the hardest aspect about yeah. when something changes that, as dramatically as that yeah um, that,
1: that's that's why i absolutely hate when people say you'll get over it it, yes. it annoys me because yes. you, you never i don't get i'm sure i'm sure something when they said that there they're means they're, they're you know they're, they're they're well-intentioned you know i'm not saying yes. you know but it you never get over something like that you it's too simple simpli-
2: it's too simplistic yeah yeah
1: you learn you learn you look yes mm-hmm.
2: what's that sorry he said it was belittling, it's
1: belittling. It's yeah of... yeah, exactly yeah you, know, you, you learn you learn to learn to live with it. you you know you look to accept what has happened, but you never ever get over it never never, never entirely
2: at all and as I say, I mean when i've I turned thirty in November and I am um, and I, I think like one of the reasons I feel sort of pretty cont- like even though I'm not really a fan of this word, but like content in terms of like dealing with my bipolar disorder is that. I've had like, you know, 15 years of knowing that I have it. Um, and I'm aware enough now through dealing with it because part of it as well is accepting it and then doing something about it. Like that. that's that's the other thing is that actually like, you know, learning about it more and and not just resting on because I've met people, unfortunately, that are like this who play, play the card of I'm the only one that goes through it. And like, that's also quite a dangerous thing because that's 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 being sorry for yourself in a kind of it doesn't have a resolution like obviously you're going to go for a period of time where you need to grieve about your situation and learn to accept it but i guess my point is it's how long that lasts is the problem because if you just spend your time being sorry for yourself and it lasts years and years and years then you're uh, eventually people are entitled to say that you haven't dealt with it and I mean that that's a great example, like we said about extreme risk with Balana. You know, she spent probably whatever it was, like a whole year of finding that out, or months in, in particular, harming herself without anybody knowing. And like, you know, if no one e found out that, she would have kept doing that. And what if we had what if it was the unfortunate situation of she accidentally killed herself or something you know like yeah, it, it's um, that it's that aspect in it you know
1: yeah there's um there's a really uh, i don't know if you've ever seen it Stephen. there's a there's a brilliant series on netflix called 13 reasons why um i don't know if you've ever heard of it at all i have not no um it's about um it's about a girl in in high school she uh, she commits suicide um and basically she makes all these tapes um about, and she talks about exactly what led her to that decision, why she why she did what she did. Um, but it was the case of um, all these events that had affected her that had pushed her to this point where she couldn't cope with it. And so she decided to take her own life. And it was the kind of consequences of, I mean, there's another character, in it a friend of hers, a guy called Kay, who listens to the tapes. Um, and he, he expresses real deep regret about not doing anything to help her, not stepping in sooner or doing more to help her. Um, and then after he kind of listens to the tapes of someone else he used to know and he finds out that she's been hurting herself and he actually he actually steps in to help her He says, look, I'm here for you. If you need to talk, I'm here okay. kind of thing. And it's just a it's just a really good example of, of what can happen if you don't if you don't talk about it, if you if you kind of and, you know, the, and and if you don't get help for what you what you're suffering through.
2: I mean, like the most. I mean, I know this is not necessarily Star Trek. This, this, what I'm about to say, but um, it leads to the the very obvious thing to say is that like it is the hardest thing in the world to do, though. So it's not. It's very, it's very difficult. It's very easy that it goes back to when you say you'll get over it. It's like it's very easy to say that from from the other side of the fence. But basically, if you can find a way of like letting the person know that, and I'm just being honest about my own situation. Um, and I've seen plenty of other examples of that, is that if you can fight, reach a plateau where you can go, right, this is what I have, and I'm going to learn to deal with it and try and overcome it, then you can reach a sort of level of light. Because my bipolar disorder has some good points to it as well. Um, it, so it's it's taking the rough with the smooth kind of concept. Um so once you like do that, then you can learn to live with what you go through, and then and then have a hopefully a prosperous life. But uh, but uh, but also I think it's worth saying as well, it's really really hard as someone who's going through my mom feeling very depressed recently. It's very very hard to 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 help a person with mental health issues at the mm. same time. So yeah. I'm just explaining it from the other side of the fence as someone who's done both. Is that it's very frustrating because um they're often very morbid um and like i say they don't if it's very early on in their accept like it, it, the 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 hardest part is to get them to accept that they have a problem like any problem whether it be like alcoholism or whatever it's learning to let them understand that they have a they have an issue and once you've done that it's it's then the the sort of next stage is that the the accepting that they have to work on it to get better yeah. get, um, getting
1: someone to acknowledge i have got a problem is I it's that big first yes step, isn't it? Mm.
2: yes but then as I said the time scale of when somebody goes right I have that problem it's now time to act and do something about it can take a while um, oh, and yeah. and that that's the frustrating aspect of being you know my my mom's been like, sort of steadily got worse over the last, like, four or five months, I would say. Um, You know, she seems to have plateaued and started to get better now. And obviously, you can help through support and whatnot, but... It is frustrating when, you know, you, you take one step forward and then it all, like, crumbles and goes back to the, the, the beginning and it feels like, you know, your effort's in vain. But you've got to realise, like, from their point of view, that, like, you know, it's all about the person's capability. Yeah, so if exactly. they don't feel very... If they don't feel... that that's, I preach that on Mentally Sound all the time because I think that's what's really ultimately missed about mental health is that, you know, a bit like we are saying about Nog and his broken leg, it's not about the fact that he has... Oh, sorry, he's lost leg. It's not the fact that he has lost his leg it's making him be motivated and worth something without his leg so it's not necessarily about the leg it's about Mm. about what he can do without it not that he doesn't it's not trying to replace the leg it's trying to accept what he can do um without it exactly yeah Um, yeah. and yeah
1: and that's yeah exactly and that's what the episode said does a really Mm. good job of it's the case Mm. of well just because you've lost your leg it doesn't mean that your career is starfleet's over you're Mm. you're still you're still worth you're still worth something
2: and ultimately you can apply that to all mental health hopefully is that Mm. it's difficult but it and it's part of you but it doesn't define who you are as a person that's ultimately Mm. the the point i think yeah yeah very good. good. I, I was to say I don't remember Deep Space Nine ep- episodes that much, so it's kind of good. Um, I mean,
1: There's probably, yeah, probably, yeah, probably is other examples, but those are just like the kind of couple that come to mind that, you know I think kind of stand out. Probably do kind of do like you know said do a really good job of kind of trying that sort of thing. So,
2: mm-hmm. what do you think, Simon? In terms of like, I mean, out of is there any episodes that like um that we've not mentioned that you think's a great example of mental health that we haven't? Um, well,
0: i'll give you a preview every year i do a schedule for the year ahead and as ever i won't take full credit for this and it's a bit helpful from jamie in this mm. i came up with a list of nine but again i think i came up with about seven and jamie came up with a couple of them but there's quite a few there's dagger of the mind from the original series tim man um barclay episodes in particular hollow pursuits realm of fear Frame of mind, um, hard time, it's only paper moon, Pathfinder, uh-huh. yeah, and vanishing point is what I've got there. Yes, but that's only. Um, see
2: like, the iceberg. Okay, because there's one of them. There's one of them that um, I was going to mention in the Deep Space Night episode about with uh, Chief O'Brien is um, that is really. I'm I'm assuming that came after, but I think that's basically similar to Frame of Mind, because when you first said I was going to come on and talk about mental health on here. That was the first episode, probably other than Extreme Risk, that I remember going, that's essentially a person losing their mind.
1: Yeah, if um, I have a mind, I, yeah. it's, it is fantastic. And I think, you know, kind of watching that episode, it actually really, really, you know, even particularly now, because I think, mm. like I said, I watched it, um, watched a bit of Next Gen and That was one I did actually go back to. It's, it's quite unnerving. It
2: really is uncomfortable. I, I mm. if all my, yeah. Sorry, go on. I was just going to yeah. say, I, I was really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it just mm. said really unnerving just seeing that that breakdown, mm. and you know, no, and and you know, not knowing what what's real and what's not, and and you know, yeah, it gets very confusing. But it's showing it's showing the epitome of, of a person who is going through that psychological breakdown, not knowing what's real and what's not, particularly you know, if they're having hallucinations or mm. things like that. You're, you're, I said you're saying it from Riker's perspective which I think is fantastically well done
2: mm. and it's a really, I mean essentially because it's, it's it, I, what I like about it as well even though you struggle to understand like what Riker's going through it, it really is a very very good interpretation and it's hard to refute this, of like a schizophrenic person, that was mm. my first that was my first thought, I've heard people who have schizophrenia talk about what it feels like and you—it's ha- like you're dreaming, but you're awake, and um, that's—that's how I've been described it to me um, with people we've talked to about schizophrenia, and it sounds terrifying. Like it really does sound like, mm. it, it, if all the stuff that I've ever talked about with other people about illnesses, schizophrenia, like really found sounds troubling and and hard to deal with, um, because it's hard to get yourself out of that mindset. And um, also, I remember Data saying towards the end because it's obviously he's acting out a play, mm. um. Is that data ends the episode, doesn't he? By saying you when he improvises the scene, is that he basically says something on the lines of like you you did a really good job of showing your multifaceted dementia, um and I'm like that's that's a really great underlying of like it couldn't be more obvious what that episode's about, mm-hmm. um and uh, it's so I mean. Uh, i think star trek has some unbelievably talented actors in because again you, yeah. you said about you said about um colin meanie who's done well for himself he's done a lot of stuff now but um but uh yeah uh jonathan frakes is just unbelievable in that episode i like, uh,
1: completely agree
2: with you statement um, yeah but um but yeah uh, that was that, that they were the two that i thought of before i came on i thought frame of mind and extreme risk were like o- really obvious like can't I would think you can argue that are not mental health, they're not, they're clearly about mental health, mm. um, and about like because I liked it as well. Because essentially, dementia and schizophrenia are more like older people's issues. I mean, I'm saying that like kind of loosely because obviously anyone can, but it's more towards the end of your life is where that, that's more likely to happen. Sorry, so and so uh, with mm. mm. uh, their uh, old people, I said, like, so like, um, you know, when you get older, like, um, dementia in particular is you know, a 60 plus um illness um so yeah um so i really like that they dealt with that and um and again it because it's all over the place and chaotic it kind of reinforces what he's going through um yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a really really good like example of like um and uh again that they go to all that effort to help him um i mean even though he's obviously it turns out that he was kid he's kidnapped isn't he if i remember it correctly isn't he being yeah, kidnapped right, by yeah yeah um okay so yeah, I mean, so so in a way it's not about that, but then I love the fact that it is, because he does the play at the end, and it reinf- it clearly reinforces what the episode's about, is that, like, you know, we, we have to help people in this situation. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: And, they, and they didn't have to do it. I mean, they could have gone, oh, he was just kidnapped, oh, none of it was real, okay, he's fine now, but they didn't. They actually said you had that last scene, and, you know, and I think that's really important. It's like, oh, well, yeah, maybe that was the case, maybe he was forced into, you know, and it wasn't, but you know these issues are still real, and people still suffer. Still, people suffer from this sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. the fact that the episodes that did that scene at the end, I think, was really quite important. Because I think if they had not included, that, I think it would have kind of harmed the episode. Kind of, I always been kidnapped. So, could it kind of would have been all brushing aside. old did, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Stephen. I think so. I think that last scene in particular is really, really important as well. Mm. And I think
0: it does thing quite important that normal such episodes don't do it actually shows right having a bit of closure where he says i want to get rid of the set which is something it doesn't usually do and that made me thought something that's not on the list that we've come up with but you could also put it there's also mental health in the fact of Picard getting over uh wall
2: 359 yes yes, yes.
0: family with his oh, and the uh, vineyard
2: yeah, oh, yeah.
1: A brilliant example, yeah,
2: yeah, um, and yeah. um, and and um, I, I think, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think, um, in my, I mean, not that I'm an expert, but I'm saying to me, it seems obvious that he's suffering from like PDSD. Oh, yeah,
1: I mean, that that moment where yeah. he breaks down it's, it's yeah. horrible, it is really is horrible, and it yeah. gets, yeah, sorry, go on. No, just saying it's just unseen. Picard coming, you know, because you know, Picard is someone who said he keeps his feelings very close to his chest, as he's a very private man. And to see him break down like that, it's, it's just to say it's it's heartbreaking.
2: Mm-hmm. I was just about to say that it gets reinforced. I think if you remember in First Contact mm. when he won't blow when he will won't, won't blow up the episode uh, won't blow up the Enterprise because he's that um like in, encrusted in revenge mm. because of what it did to him because yeah. you know that's really it's not really about protecting his crew it's about getting his own back which yeah. is not ultimately in that aspect of that's quite selfish and irresponsible and quite, a not reasonable argument because then what he realizes is that like i shouldn't do that because i'm basically you know risking everybody else's life for the sake of me feeling better um and i i, I look that seems like phenomenally good where he goes like where shouts at him for saying blow up the ship and he goes no and he goes we keep running from them or something and you know mm. that's uh, that's the
1: that's the great thing about the whole film with that arc it's kind of after the best of both worlds they could have gone all oh, right everything's back to normal now let's move on but but they actually said they take the time to address what Picard has gone through with family and they said it's it's referenced again in the future it's referencing his first contacts it's not just something that's going to be brushed under the carpet it, it, you know it takes time for him to, mm-hmm. to to learn to live with it to deal with what he's gone through mm. and that's a good example you know I think that's a good ex- and, and again why family is such a crucial episode I think in a way because as well they
0: don't have any temporal anomalies or anything rubbish like that to deal with it's all about Family in the episode, yeah. Um, trivia wise, it's the only episode where they don't go on the bridge for it. Oh,
2: that huh. that's that true. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> they go on the um,
0: land, but they don't go natural bridge. But it's a. I'm glad that they didn't do what well, us say. It's closure. It's nice that they kind of like at least those cases they actually do a bit closure because it's something that they don't quite do. I don't worry. They'd be fine.
2: You're right. Yeah, you're right. Because what's like, what that the, kid will yeah. get over it. Yeah, what what, what, I think Jamie's point for um frame of mind is a really good one about you know they could like as you quite rightly said you they could have left that when they when they when they um when they rescued him and he did the play they could have just ended it but it but they really reinforced what the episode was about where they just he had that scene where he walks with Riker on the car uh, walks with uh, Data on the corridor. Like, that really sealed the deal for me of, like, actually, they were really making a point. Because it could have just been, like, most things of, like, as you said, I think Simon said it, could have just went, I was hallucinating, not a really big deal. You just, you know, he was on drugs or whatever it was. But no, because Riker reinforced, I actually lived it, Um, which is really what schizophrenic people have to go through, um, or, or anyone, you know, with similar symptoms as that, because obviously hallucinations can be in any uh, illness, but... Um, but yeah, so um, it's it's it, it really reinforces the, like, if a person is feeling and experiencing it, it should be treated seriously. Um, so they didn't just go, we'll put it under the carpet because it's a sci-fi series. They actually reinforced. This is really what this is about. You know, Riker got rescued, but it's really about the fact that he went through it that's important, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the issue about, like, depression in particular is a good example of this, where people think, well, I'm not going through it, therefore it doesn't matter. And um, I think that reinforces that, like, no, if he went through that and, it, you know, it's like he got, he got rescued, but there's still more that he'll have to deal with because I'm assuming that it would have took him a while to get over that experience because, it, see, it sounded, it looked terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you, know. you know, I mean, there's even other, I mean, other examples of episodes about that, that bereavement, like um the bonding in um season three of Next Gen. That was an episode when we did our season review, last year oh, really yeah. resonated with me mm-hmm. um you know the fact that that, that kid jeremy had, had lost his mother um it really resonated with me because i said i at the time i was like I said feeling a similar feelings that kind of that that episode was talking about mm-hmm. um and it was kind of i said you know shown in a and again you know because a lot of this stuff it's you know things like i said mental office, it's, it's it's sensitive you know um, and again, that might fit into kind of why you know people are kind of you know they don't they feel uncomfortable kind of talking about it you know because it's a, a sensitive thing they don't want to kind of you know, don't want to go near this. Um, but you know with all I think with all these examples of what all the episodes we've talked about, I think Star Trek has you know portrayed it you know in a, in a in a realistic and and um, intelligent way.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: and you know it's not just as you say it's not just brushed it under the carpet. Oh oh you know you will be back to normal by right next week it will be fine. Mm-hmm. actually no you know th- these are real life issues that people deal with and and again you can't just define it and just put it in a box you can't just put it in a box it's not it's not like that people can take take years to to to, to deal with uh what, you know with mental health
2: and yeah and a roundabout way, i think and in a roundabout way, I think like that's why I think Star Trek has stood the test of time, because mm. they're, they're multidimensional characters and they're not somebody where you go, well, that's not real or that's fake or whatever it is. Because obviously there's a sci-fi aspect to it of a lot of things that don't currently exist, yeah. but it really does ultimately come down to human beings and how they deal with their issues. Um, and if it, it was if it wasn't that, then I don't think it would be as popular as it is, and I think that's yeah, I the mean, reason people like it as yeah. much as they do. I mean, um, like,
1: you know, watching episode ten, man. I mean, that was that was that was like season three. So that was what late eighties, and yet that episode's going on about mental health. Is still, I think I said at the time, you know, that it meant, you know, it was it's, it's big in the news at the moment. It was definitely last year as well. Mental health was, you know, it was a big thing in the news, and it was kind of you know, and that episode was my what late eighties, and yet even now what. 30 years later um it's still, rele- it's, it's, it's still relevant today yeah
2: yeah, As you
1: yeah. Say, because because you know star trek has touched on these issues whether it's mental health or whatever else is a point it's trying to make it's still really relevant today it doesn't matter if it was made in the 60s or the 80s or whatever it's still relevant you know it's the ideas i mean you know it's the ideas that have stood the test of time
2: Mm -hmm. and it it reinforces that you know not talking about mental health is ultimately weird because you know you said that was 30 years ago but there's there's tons of examples of of any you know you can go as far back as you want of people suffering from mental health issues and it and as i said it's going to be part of the human being's condition forever because of the fact that we have the ability to be self-aware of our existence, which is what makes us human beings in the first place, because you know we're we're aware of our own mortality. So the fact that we're aware of our own mortality means that we are going to have you know mental health issues because of the fact that we know that eventually it will all end. And um, so that's ultimately problematic. Um, so the fact of the situation means that we have to treat mental health seriously. And so ultimately, if we don't do, do anything about mental health, we're essentially in denial. Um, you know, yeah. the, 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 people don't like hearing that, but essentially that's the... That's why um, if I've ever got any negative um, criticism about being open about mental health, um, the one thing I get is is that who like you get a lot of like, who are you to decide... Who, who can be open about mental health or not, which are like sort of like victim shaming, I guess, is, is sort of what they're sort of hinting at. And my argument against that, it, as much as I understand it, and I'm like, I'm not saying that everybody should be as open as I am about mental health. But what I am saying is that if people were aware of if we were all open about it, how much of an effect it would have had on society as a whole it really should reinforce to you that what you feel about being open about mental health is not as important as about making it an open subject for discussion. Like, that's that's what me, ultimately makes me override my anxiety and worry about being open about mental health to anybody. Like, you know, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, like, who's, who's going to listen to it, like, and I won't know these people for the most part, and they don't know me, but I override that feeling of like nervousness about people I don't know here in my story with the, but what if these are people who don't uh, who haven't talked about it and I in some roundabout way motivate them to maybe tell someone they know who do who do care about them um yeah, you know and, uh, to to yeah. talk about it yeah
1: and I think I think what's also great is also you know I mean It's also people out there who who are you know. I mean, this is just this is random, but you know, like I'm I'm into um, a game called Life is Strange. Some will know this.
2: I know Um, know that game. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, huge nerd. (laughs)
2: um,
1: There's a lot of um, there's a lot of fan fiction that I read for the game, Um, Mm. and there's one author in particular who uh, a story I read, and it's 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 a fantastic story. It's really you know, there's darker aspect to it, but it's mainly quite light and fluffy. But it's, but um, but someone had commented saying that they'd been suffering from real severe depression, um, and you know, we're going through a lot of bad stuff on and off, and and just and reading reading a chapter of the author' list or reading that story had actually helped them. You know, that wasn't the author's intention. That they just, you know, they they did it for their own joy, you know, for people to enjoy reading it. But just just even something like that that, that can help someone just make their day a bit more bearable it's things like that absolutely i think you know it's it's amazing you know it it, it can really resonate with someone it can really help them even if it wasn't their intention you know (laughs) unexpected things like that or or just or even something simple like a simple act of kindness if someone you see someone feeling down i mean and there was was something i was reading in, in the news um the other day, where um, a, a, a girl was on the train, she was—I uh, think she was like early twenties. and She was a student at university. I,
2: um, I read this, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And she, um, she was going through a load of things like in her life, things hadn't been going well for her. Um Like she was suffering.
2: Yeah, her dad, her her dad had died like about yeah, six months ago. Yeah. Six months, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry, um, go on. And um, she was stuck, and financially, obviously, you know, they they were suffering as a, they were suffering as well. So on top of kind of the bereavement she was feeling, then what she didn't realise is that someone had overheard her conversation on the phone on the train, and when she had fallen asleep, someone actually given her a hundred pounds under a napkin, and it and it and it just it it completely made the rest of her day. I think I I don't know how far it's progressed, but she was trying to find out who the person was to thank. Yeah,
2: it's been like when I read it on Yahoo, probably was it might have been yesterday. Um and uh, yeah, um, it, it was like it had something like sixty thousand retweets or something and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And she was basically trying to track down whoever that person was because you know it is an unbelievably mm-hmm. nice thing to do. Uh, yeah. And also, I like the fact that it's anonymous. Like the person didn't go, "Oh, I'm I'm such and such. Yeah. I gave you a hundred pounds." Yeah. You know, so I mean, tell, you know, tell everybody. Yeah.
1: But, but whether it's whether it's reading whether it's reading a, sto- reading a story or happy or, or whatever it is or simple acts of kindness, it, it, even if you don't know anything about that person. Or or anything like that, or you know, it's not your intention. Whatever, absolutely, yeah. It can still have that unexpected uh, effect, you know, mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I, I must admit, I I that, that that thing I mentioned about the story, the, the fan fiction. I um, I myself a, a while back was really having a few really depressed days, and I, and the author had released a chapter of this story, and it was a lovely chapter, and uh, it perks me right up. I had the biggest grin on my face the rest of the evening. Just by simply reading, just just something like that, just something as simple as that, and i actually made it the rest of my day, you know. And I think it's just amazing the effects that people can have on others just by a simple, just a simple act of kindness or just a simple thing.
2: Great point. That's 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 very powerful because it's uh, it's it's that's another argument people make of like what you know, you, you, essentially what can I do? And actually, you, you what you like you were saying was exactly right, like it might not always work but really if you just treat it with kindness and try and help somebody yeah you, you're most likely gonna get you know hopefully you'll get a, a, the right reaction because usually as well like i mean it seems to happen a lot to strangers like matt you reminded me of a, a friend of mine told me a story a while ago about how she was going through a very very hard di- time and the person who she she would get her morning bagel from in a like in a bakery shop that she'd go to every day i um, looked short saw that she was dishe- like just dis- like looked disheveled and 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 really lacking energy and looked essentially depressed and he asked her uh, like instead of just like the usual small talk they do in the morning he actually went round the other side of the counter and like just put a- put his ha- hand on like on her shoulder and went are you okay you really don't look well and um that simple act of like him asking her a-, a question outside of their normal conversation like made her like sort of burst into tears and um she he like encouraged that to go and get help and she did and like you know that that's just a simple five-minute conversation mm. that essentially changed my friend's life in terms of um you know they, yeah. they, they 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 searched help and that's the point is that it doesn't really sometimes take a great deal of effort sometimes it does mm. if somebody's in a really serious situation you know that you do ultimately have to like you know plan your life around them which is a, which is difficult but it's the same with anyone with a serious illness. But, like, you know, for the most part, people who get depression is usually, it starts as mild. So if you can do these acts of kindness, you can potentially stop it from becoming serious. I think that's mm. the key. That's the key point is that it's start. it's um, you might make them, you know, uh, get the tools they need to overcome it you know so I, I completely agree with you it's definitely something that doesn't get raised enough you know it could be just something as simple as a text message saying i'm thinking of you you know yeah. something like that yeah but yeah um i was trying to think i don't know if you great with episodes but because we were talking about bereavement and stuff and the, the episode uh, i suddenly thought of which i never considered were, and I don't know if you know the episode name, but you know the one in Voyager where the Doctor, um, they he has a hologram of the family because Belana wanted oh. him to teach him
1: real life. Um, yeah.
2: Is it called real life? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's I suddenly twigged that that was so interesting because it was essentially talking about the way I understood it as she was saying to him that you can't have real life. The, re- the the whole point of a real life is that you can't have the good without the bad and because he's a hologram he can basically manipulate what happens to people Um, and you know especially being a doctor he will have experiences of people dying on his table or something and so um, I thought that was fascinating because you know I'm sure some people somebody might look at that episode superficially and go why would you want to go through something as traumatic as that because he had the option to not witness it you know that whole bit of he didn't want to go back because he knew it was going to be an awful thing but he still went and yeah I, I thought I, I, that's a really good episode in terms of um, you know as much as how difficult the situation is, is it goes back to like facing it it's like the most important aspect of it is not to um, is not to like um put it off or, or or like make it go get any worse and so it's a great that's a that's a pretty decent episode for Confronting your fears, <laughs> you know what I guess. Been yeah.
0: Thinking the whole way through is just because it's not physical doesn't make it any less real.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah,
0: because just because it's not, it's just because it's not an injury doesn't mean that that person isn't going through something. It will <laughs> be warning signs that you can help someone. quite easily and it's just like the simplest things that can do it
2: and ultimately and ultimately i think the thing that by talking about it openly is i can give examples of what i've done to help people or what people have done to help me which could work on other people so that's the sort of um the the consequence of being open is that you can give people ideas about what to do to like you were saying, give people the tools to um, to combat that and see the signs. Because as someone who's dealt with depression for a long, long time, you can't you 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 sometimes don't see it coming. Um, you know, and and um, the particular breakdowns that I've had is that I've felt like I've not felt right, but then sort of persevered. And that's another sort of worrying aspect of um, mental health is that. Um, people kind of do have that sort of approach of like just work through it you know just like keep going to work and all this kind of thing and and it's finding that balance because that might be actually ultimately a a really not good thing to do because you might actually need more than just um you know going to work and all that kind of thing you might actually need some professional help if it's some, especially if it's something that's happened out of nowhere um so yeah if, if we're open about it and give people the the tools and signs to help somebody then that's another byproduct of being so open about mental health because um yeah, the whole idea is to make everybody more comfortable about talking about it and being more understanding to the point of that we can help people through it. You know, that's the that's 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 surely the point. Um and I think Star Trek does a good job a, of it. Yes.
1: Yeah, and um, actually another episode comes to mind of actually I think it kind of examines also how someone deals with how someone trying, how someone kind of deals with someone who is suffering from mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good example from Roger is uh, latent image, the doctor. Um, oh, He
2: yeah. his memory I'm not, I'm gets
1: erased because he's his memory gets erased because ah
2: oh, a... yes Random yes
1: has a... yeah cause he has yeah. a he has a he has a breakdown as yes. You know, I mean, if you think of him as a hologram, he always you, know, you know. But you know, you think, think of the doctor is, is a real person. He has it. He has a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Jane way said erased his um, his uh, memory, his memory um, on it. Um, you know, so I think that episode kind of kind of deals with seeing what happens when someone has a mental breakdown, but also what so, what what someone you know is trying to do to kind of to 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 help them. And you know, does they, do they kind of have that right to? You know, like Jane does she have that right to actually do that?
2: but uh, but uh, again it's this thing of i mean it's a, it's such an interesting episode because of the fact he is a hologram and she mm. has the ability to li- like yeah. get rid of the incident whereas yeah. it reinforces the whole human like we were talking earlier about the human the human aspect of being a human being and that yeah. you don't have the ability to not deal with it mm. um so and essentially what, yeah.
1: what Janeway again, what, what 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 that's doing, you know, is essentially again, it's kind of you're burying your head, you're kind of just bypassing
2: the problem, you're not actually mm-hmm. dealing with it. Yeah, because I know? think um one of the critical things I have about Janeway um is the way that she deals with the with the Doctor. Um she's quite brutal in quite a lot of examples where I don't actually like Janeway as a character because she's very much just like deal with it in a kind of, because you're not human, I'm going to do what's better for the crew and not the person, which is the whole point about, you know, the Doctor getting more rights as, as a person. Because it ultimately is, if you take the hologram out and make him a person, Janeway is being highly, you know, immoral, potentially, or, or at, le- at least unethical. Um, because it really is ultimately down to, do it, the, the, the ultimate question is, does she have, like, a sort of ethical or moral right to erase his memory because if you had that ability as a human being that would be just as controversial um i think anyway because ultimately like no matter how terrible he was dealing with it if if he was a human being wouldn't you think they would rally round him and help him through it but their solution was to do the easy option and just get rid of it and reset them basically but um mm, th- th- that, but that think, ultimately think, is not right
1: yeah yeah i think a good example actually another one of kind of is um Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, where the doctor um, is at, his program's creating a feedback loop, and he's on the holodeck. I think it's the early season two episode. Um, projections. I think that's the one.
2: Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, and there's that whole oh, is he, a, is he, a, is he, a, is he, yeah, you know, is he hologram or human? It's like to kind of see. It doesn't matter what you're made of. You're our friend, and we want you back. You know, they want to help him. It's kind of seeing him in that way. It doesn't matter. You know what you are it's kind of you're our friend yeah kind
2: of thing Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in you should be understanding about it essentially yeah um yeah and um i was thinking as well because this is something we talk about on mentally sound quite often about addiction um and a great character um which i'm shocked we haven't covered them until now but Barkley, um because of hollow addiction um, and bait him bait in it because uh, it's particularly when he becomes because uh, i think you mentioned the one you came about with pathfinder is a pathfinder but um i'm thinking of the pathfinder project because they which becomes the voyager the search for voyager whatever the hell they, they call end of calling it but um but um the way that his like commanding officer treats him um, I think is that you know he tries to help him because he tries to encourage him to go to like event like um, tries to get him to go to like um, social events and all that kind of thing. But Barkley is different. But I think Barkley is a great example of somebody who has mental health ish, you know, mental health problems and addictions part of that, and or, and he has social anxiety quite clearly because he can't interact with the crew. Mm. Um, and it's really, really cleverly done because. But because he's a genius, he's able to he's able to um, he's able to coexist with people because they they need him for something. Mm. But w- one of the things I've always thought was great about them doing it with the Bartley character is that it's fine. It's, it's actually understanding him as a human being actually helps him work better as a person, um, and that that's obviously in particular. I thought georgie is really nice to him about that like he really mm. understands he, re, he, well actually I'll go as far as to say he didn't to begin with but then he understands how to deal with him to get the best out of him yeah. and that's that's really the the understanding aspect of it that's a mm. good example of over time if you watch all the episode Barkley, Barkley's in that uh, like Troy like Troy helping him through it and you know mm. she deals with him with a lot of compassion and realises that like he has value Um, because um, is it Riker does Riker attack uh, LaForge at one point? Um, I can't remember what it is, but it, I don't know if it's Barclay, but there's an example of somebody who doesn't quite get on, and, Laf- and LaForge gets told off by Riker. And I'm like, um, I don't know if it might have been Barclay, but just basically says, find a way of dealing with him <laughs> mm. <laughs> or something. I can't quite remember if it's Barkley or not, but I, um, I like that. Ex- yeah, I like that example um, because... Because, yeah again it's another situation of like he actually has value and I think ultimately that's what's problematic about somebody who struggles is that they they don't feel they don't feel valued and they have people around them who are reinforcing that they're not valuable because they're not being helped so it's this yeah. terrible twisted logic
1: and think someone's actually come to mind of about mental health is also um when Neelix is feeling suicidally depressed when he died when he's dead for like 18 hours um and he's back by seven um and that that is you know that is a brilliant example of someone who's who who's grown up and had you know and has been told these things about you know about the talaxan off he's got and he he believes in it and his faith is completely shaken you know everything he 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 grew up you know essentially his mom was a liar You know, and it and it really, you know, it really shakes him. And I, I, that just came to mind as another great example of someone who's, who's, you know, whose faith has been completely shaken. It's from a slightly different perspective, someone's got a belief in something, it's, it mm. defines who they are. And then when they, and then when it actually happens, and they, they don't experience it, it completely, it completely shakes them.
2: Mm. Complete. I've got to. Do you know what I find interesting? I don't know if you guys thought about this in research in this episode, but. I'm shocked at when I thought about it, knowing I was coming on. How many episodes of Star Trek has a suicidal theme? Mm. It's it, it. I'm quite shocked when you think about it because there's quite a lot. Like yeah. I'm trying to think. Wasn't there an episode? Like I'm sure you guys have got better memory than I have, but wasn't there an episode where a crew member commits suicide? Was it like? Um, um... Was it either I Beholder? Isn't it the one with Troy, where Troy, like, sort of, um, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, where yeah. She,
2: she nearly jumps into the plasma stream? Yeah,
1: that's like, yeah. Seven, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 that's that's a weird one, that like that's probably my least likable one in terms of what we're talking about, but um, but then that's like kind of like quite obviously, you know, mm.
1: I said there's, um, a, there's a lot as I said as we're talking, I said, I said that 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 Neelix one I said there's a lot of episodes that deal with kind of mental Kyle, health Kyle, and the. Dep- Oh, Mortal Coil. Yes. Oh. Season four. Oh, thank okay. you. Just for a bit of help, Jamie. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So that episode, Mortal Coil, it's that you know, it's it's there's a lot more episodes out there. that I think we've realised that deal with things like mental health, depression, suicide. It's it's, it's a lot. It said more than we than we realised. There's more episodes out there than we realised deal with that sort of thing. And
0: um, this is just obvious ones because I reckon yeah. there's there's episodes where it's it's a part of it, but it's not kind
1: of in face yeah it's that's not the, the sole focus yet. i reckon this is just a tiny Tip. portion
2: of it oh god yeah well that's what i'm saying it's such a rich subject matter because we could talk forever we could talk forever about it i mean i was thinking as we were just throwing out some episodes like chain of command when when the cards the cards oh, yeah. yeah. being tortured because that's like i mean that's just to me reinforce is how phenomenal of an actor he is but like um i love that episode even though everyone says like it takes an ugly turn because the part one's all like you know action orientated and it's all weird because picard's no longer the captain and then it turns into this like almost most of it's a two parter between him and the cardassian and um and it's so good and it's all yeah. about the, the the mental it's all that's all about mental strength um and and, mm. and 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 you know, treating somebody with in, in appalling conditions and also manipulating somebody to believe there's more than what's there, obviously the whole five lights thing. Um but um but yeah, that's 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 one that came to mind. Suda in Voyager. Um yep. uh yeah, the, 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 the violent tendencies he had, you know, because mind it melt. leads to yeah, my mm-hmm. ma- yeah, my mouth, exactly, yeah. Mm. Um because <laughs> It's fascinating that they made him become a hero, essentially, because he saves the crew and dies. Mm. Um, but anyway, so were you going to say?
1: Oh, I was just, just going um, to? Was just, just going to say that? Um, what was I going to say?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> voice,
1: I was about to say something, I've, I've lost for trying to thought now. Never mind. <laughs> well, you said my,
2: you said mind meld when I mentioned Suda. I don't know if um, that was...
1: No, it's just um, it said it's it's the fact that I said all these kind of episodes. You know, they kind of said they, they touched upon it, and it's just. Yeah, it's just amazing. Just how, uh, That was it. what, was, was what I was going to say. Um, I've always been interested, I've always, Simon knows this, I've always been quite interested in these kind of episodes, like the More psychological kind of elements, psychological episodes, so things like hard time, things like frame of mind, and um, it's always really quite fascinated me, um, just the kind of inner workings of, of what characters kind of suffer and how they kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's you know it said it's it's very important and the fact that star trek has obviously done this a lot more often than we actually when we realized um and he's done it in such a way where they said they've explored different aspects so whether it's um whether it's kind of a, a bereavement or whether it's um a trauma going through war kind of thing um or, or even looking at it from a kind of point of view of how to ha- actually help that person. And, <laughs> again, as we know, something else has come to mind. you know what you were saying about um, helping someone who's had an injury? And like, mm-hmm. um, and, like, that's happened and it's bad, but the actual mental side of it is, is you know, that's...
2: Yeah, In a that's, way worse, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, if... Uh, again, I'm terrible at this name, but when, when um, Tuvok gets attacked and his synapses uh, completely break down, and Neelix has to help him. And he has oh, to re... yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. another brilliant... <laughs> riddles thank you sir. um that's another brilliant example of
2: (laughs) our human encyclopedia over here (laughs) (laughs) i'm terrible at burn episode names i was i was shocked it took me the whole day to day to remember extreme risk i'm going it was something to do with um risky thing risky and i'm like risky business no that was a film in the 90s um (laughs) yeah anyway
1: yeah but riddles again that's another brilliant example uh of of neelix trying trying to help tuvok and yeah
2: And uh, there's a lot i can remember a line from that that reinforces your point because i think it's a very good this is a great example that you could take this line out and apply it to mental health is the bit where um he's due to get the surgery to be to essentially come back to be to the real tuvok Mm. and he goes but we have like tuvok says something on the lines of like but we have so much fun together and like will you still be like my friend like sort of that sort of thing and just need i can't remember exactly when it is in the episode but i re- i remember it very strongly at the time because neelix goes i wouldn't be very much of a friend if i um if i just like took my personal feelings yeah and went, i'm just gonna keep you as you are because everybody wants the other two mm. um and like that's really ultimately i think why neelix is like a very lovable character in that sense i mean i i mean he was kind of underutilized and a bit annoying to begin with but um, but yeah, that's a great act of like compassion because it's like, okay, yeah, you treat. I, I'm not going to just do that because you treat me better because the 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 right thing to do and the friendship side of it is actually to support him to become the person that he is or that he was before, yeah. like the actual real him. Um,
1: yeah, I think as Nelix actually says, other people need you. Yes, you know this shit like, needs you, know, you. This crew hmm. needs
2: you. Yeah, and that's actually a, a good way of handling somebody who has you know issues is that um is that to remind them of who they are not what they are at the time because you know you, 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 i can give an example of that with like even though it's not necessarily um, the, the, i don't know if you know this but they thinking the change in borderline personality disorder they call it something else because people focus too much on the personality side of that sentence so we're like when they changed manic depression because it was people to bipolar disorder because too many people thought it was just a form of depression but it's it's the mania and the depression like you have the highs and the lows um so um so yeah they're thinking they're changing it but, but borderline personality disorder um uh has that same uh the, the, the has that that sort of problem in the sense of that, you know it's uh, well there's actually a few you could name but like but uh, take the example of if i'm re- if someone's really depressed or if i'm having a manic episode it's not necess- it's it's like just a very over the top version of one part of my personality whereas um you know but if I, but if if i'm like completely borderline personality disorder or schizophrenia or something like we talk about frame of mind is you know a person going through something really traumatic but like you don't like treat them like that person you realize that there's something wrong with them if that makes sense because yeah um unfortunately the discriminatory aspect of mental health is that they take one percent of what you go through if it's something horrifying and you're really struggling they take like that one two percent of the time you feel that way and people in the discriminatory aspect apply that to the 98 percent of the rest of your life so they'll go like if you scream at them because you're like overwhelmingly depressed people take that example and go well he must be like that all the time and like that's that's kind of the, the 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 not nice part about it because it's really in an ultimate way them sort of saying I don't want to help you because you're not worth helping, um which is not nice at all because if you remember what the person is beforehand, that's what you're trying to get them back to. So like if you like them to begin with, you should want to help them to get back to the person you became friends with or fell in love with or with family you know that's that's what you need to focus on like you all need to focus on and like so i think i guess it's really in a nutshell you focus on what you see in front of you not the bigger picture and the bigger picture is that they're they're ill they're ultimately ill as basic as as, as silly as that sounds and um, i'm shocked at how often people don't like go back to that basic point of I'm seeing someone I really care about go through something terrible and they're ill. So therefore you can't really apply normal logic to what they're going through. So you can't just go, they're like the whole, like you were saying earlier, you can't just say snap out of it because they're in it. You can't say get over it because they're living it. Um, so it's like, you know, um, it, it's reminding them of who they were before. I mean, I'm doing that a lot with my mom, to be honest, is that, you know, saying to to like, you know, a lot of depressed people go, I can't do this. And you, you know, the, a good thing to say is, you did do it before so it is possible and it's just reminding them like but you're not very well right now so that's that's the problem it's not that you're not capable anymore it's just you're not capable right now um but you will be over time um so it's that kind of focus so yeah I think that's a fantastic example of that because um yeah it, so many people focus on what's the see in front of them essentially yeah. um, but, uh,
1: That's yeah. a gooby statement yeah hmm. So is is there any any more we want to say or, or I
2: I, cov- I covered all the episodes that I thought of. Um,
1: same here, to be honest. There's not anything else that I can really think of. I'm
2: but glad I sorry. got I'm glad I got in Barkley, because um I think he's a he's a oh yeah under, yeah
1: um, yeah Barclay is yeah definitely as I mm. said transportophobia hollow addiction I mean yeah
2: and he's a hypochondriac as well which is interesting.
1: Mm. <laughs> so what about you, Sy? Si?
0: No, I'm pretty happy.
2: Yeah?
1: <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I wasn't sure if there's anything else you wanted to uh, add or anything like well that. Well, that's, that. that's,
2: that's, that's <laughs> nice to hear, considering we're talking about mental health. I'm pretty happy. Yay! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm very depressed after that episode. Down. Oh, no. <laughs> just,
0: just another one. We did, but never released for very good reasons. <laughs> Which shall be, remain nameless. Oh, because, well, okay. We, I think we have said. Se- I think we have said it before. Um, I went on holiday once. And oh, gosh. Phil and Jamie did an episode on life after death, and that must be one of the most depressing things I've ever listened to. <laughs> so,
2: well, I, I like. I don't think. Um, don't know whether you think this, but I don't think we. It was that. Um, downhearted. This episode, like, because... It's it's talk about. just that one was
0: like you listen to it and go. <laughs>
2: <sighs> no, he's,
1: yeah. he's never. He's never gonna. Never gonna. That's never gonna you let know, me lift you're, that you're down. See like a date if I
2: can, unfortunately. Fair enough. Um, no, I know what you mean. Is that like um, the, the that that's you know to to make a serious point. Like um, that's really hard about doing mental uh, mentally sound is that we constantly always say to each other. That it's far better to have conversation and crowbar in mental health. Like we're not, it's not sort of reinforcing the taboo, but like, um not surprisingly, it sounds an obvious thing to say. But like, um, as somebody who's open and, and I talk about mental health a lot, um, and I guess I'm sort of an activist in it. I guess is that, um, I get sick of talking about it some of the time. Um, so like, you know, it, it's like anything is that if you're if you deal with it every day. You don't necessarily want to think about it all the time, um, so there's, you know. So there is that aspect of it, and um, but so, but at the same time, it kind of goes back to, and it's a nice sort of full circle thing. Is that when you first introduce, as I said, um, the great thing about talking about something you love as a as a thing, which Star Trek for every for all of us is, is that you can um, you can you can crowbar in entertainment with it. So it's, it's not, it's less about like the actual mental health, like mental health is obviously the core subject, but you can crowbar in like, you know, interesting episodes and interesting characters that make it, um, you know, more, you know, hopefully relevant and relate to people um, as opposed to, you know, so what it's probably the one downside about talking about personal experience, because if you like name people, you know, for example, but other people don't know them then it's very difficult for them to feel empathy for someone they don't know. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if it's something they've seen and you use that as a reference, then they can go, Oh yeah, I understand that. So that's what schizophrenia is. What Riker went through. All right. Okay. Now I understand that a bit more or like, you know, Oh, he was basically having like multi-dementia. Um, you know, that kind of stuff is that what makes it powerful. And also I think ultimately, makes people who listen to it kind of accept that you're talking about it as opposed to just going well the other day i couldn't get out of bread because i was depressed because that's just like obvious i guess in, in a roundabout way um so yeah i think that's why you know mainstream media that's why i get very very pissed at the mainstream media i don't think do a great job of focusing on the mental health like they, they always make it out that mental health is the problem um, not the person, not the person who actions that they, that they do, because of course the situations where mental health lead you to do, like the, the 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 like contribute, I should say, to somebody not doing a nice thing, but that implies that everybody with a mental health issue is ultimately like a serial killer or something, whereas that's not how it works is that it ultimately is, like, the situation that they're being brought up in and what leads them to feel the way they do. It's, like, the bitterness and everything. Um, you know, because I have bipolar disorder, that's not going to be the main reason why I would decide to go out and murder somebody, like, if that's what I decided to do. It's because I don't have morals and I've not been brought up properly and, you know, I, I don't I, I don't care about consequence and all that kind of thing but i've been brought up well enough that i know that that's wrong and you know that, that why would i do that that's that's ridiculous and i know the consequence of it is i would spend ty- a lot of time in jail um and I have unbelievable guilt you know like that th- that kind of thing so um yeah that's what annoys me because like you know i, I remember we talked about it on mentally sound before um when that guy the 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 pilot play- the pilot you know suicide dived the plane yeah and the, the the headline was something on the lines of like you know depressed pilot um, killed everybody, you know, and it led to like depression getting a really bad um, a really bad like sort of headline of like people going, God, it reinforces like if someone says the word depression people want to run away because they think, are you going to like, you know, get in a car and run me over or something? It's like that kind of that kind of level of like um, putting it in a box and going, it's a bad thing and we should ignore it and it's not that at all. It's like, you know, that person for whatever reason had um you know way more issues than just whatever mental health issue they had um you know it's not as simple as that so it's nice that like mental you know as we just said i mean you you made a really good point earlier um uh, jamie about um you described an episode that happened in the late 80s i mean you know and and we talked about like it's a wonderful life which was 60s you know or probably earlier than that. i think um you know that's got a, lot, a lot of mental health um topics in it and you know so it's been certainly around in mainstream media a lot more than people think yeah um you know so it's good it's so i think star trek's the greatest example of that i mean look at what we've discussed as as you said simon i think we've barely scratched the surface and however long we've been talking a couple hours is that um yeah there's there's a ton of episodes we could have delved into um but
1: yeah there was just a few examples that we've come yeah. up with hmm. so so, Stephen, where can everybody find you?
2: <laughs> I was going to say something really right, like I, the amount of jokes I could have said there, <laughs> but uh, near your window, <laughs> <laughs> looking in. No, um, uh, no. As a, um, I have the Geek Parkness podcast, which is on its one hundred and fifty-fifth episode, which is ridiculous to think, and um, and uh, I so that's uh, I'm really seeing another one tonight i guess or tomorrow and um it'll be tomorrow by the time it uploads i think and um yeah and uh so that's supposed to be every other week because i changed it last year um but uh, like i explained i'm releasing an episode which talks about what my mom's going through because that's very mental health orientated so um i hope people listen to that because it's in it's a it's a good example of an older person dealing with what we just discussed um and yeah and mentally sound which is a mental health show um, that i do once a month on spice it's moved to spice fm which is a proper radio station and um on 98.8 fm uh, if you've got an fm frequency in the northeast area or if you go on spicefm.co.uk you can um listen to it live streaming on on the interwebs and then once uh, every after a couple of weeks of it being played on the airwaves we release it as a podcast which you can find on itunes and or uh, I think it's just iTunes at the minute, and maybe a couple of websites, but that's going to change soon. But um, and yeah, we're doing a special on the first for time to change, uh, because it's uh, I think it's a World men- it's either World Mental Health Day or just uh I know it's something to do with the Time to Talk initiative, which is basically encouraging people to talk more openly. So we're going to do an hour special one till two p.m. tomorrow. Um, so there'll be an extra episode out this month for mentally for mentally sound. So that's quite nice. So yeah. Um, So once a month for that and Geek Apocalypse every other week. Um, See if you type in Geek Apocalypse or Mentally Sound on iTunes and subscribe, you'll find a whole ton of content with me on um, and occasionally a co-host. And Geek Apocalypse has a guest virtually every time. So, like your good selves who came on... How long ago was that? I was thinking this is already, I'm like four months into being 30. I don't like it.
1: (laughs) Uh, The last time we came, I think, was it when we, you talk about our opinions about Discovery, I think, wasn't it? We came on your, your show. Yeah, we talked
2: um, about it being on. I think it might have been pre, maybe maybe beginning of November, maybe something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so a few, a few months ago. Four, I think four months, least. yeah. Jesus. Mm. Three months. Three months. Yeah. Three months. Oh, God, so Jesus. I'm flies. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I know. So, uh, yeah, because it was weird that I was going, oh, yeah, we'll do this in a few months. And I'm like, it already now is a few months. And here I am talking. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> But no, it was. I, re, I I've got to say, I got a lot of nice feedback about the episode you were on. I thought it was really, um, uh, I thought it was really good. It was a really, um, uh, I really enjoyed doing it. I felt really good after it afterwards. Like yeah, fourth
0: of November.
2: Ah, thank ah, you. News. You. Oh, so it's, not, ah, it's been a couple, So it's only been a couple of months actually. So mm. that's not too long. Um, but yeah. So um, that's a really great episode. I encourage people to listen to that. I got some nice feedback about that. Um. Because, yeah, I liked the whole back and forth we did. It, it was really good. And we had opposing opinions, which was nice. Mm. And, um, yeah, so it was very debatey. And I like when we do that. So, yeah, uh, uh, that that was really fun. Um, anyway. But, yeah. Hope, hope everyone enjoyed this episode as well. Indeed. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me on. Thanks for inviting me. It was really yes. fun.
1: Always a pleasure to have you on, Stephen, so you know, as I said, it's it's certainly it's been very interesting, and I said, I've, I definitely think when I kind of go back and watch through Star Trek, particularly these episodes that we talk about, i definitely going to be looking at them you know, from a different kind of perspective now, with a kind of better understanding and kind of you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah,
2: yeah. Most definitely, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love the way we always do it, we do a really sensible one, and then next week, next time we're, we're doing an episode, we're doing internet tests <laughs>
1: yeah, that's our next episode <laughs> so, fair enough
0: you know one you know and that, to be fair in a few months time we have got mother coming on and we're doing um evolution to a high higher species so that's gonna be another fun high <laughs> level conversation i like
2: yeah. that though i like that though i always try and do that on my podcast the I don't want it to always be like you know a continuation of like serious subject matter or anything like that. Is that it's always fun to every now and again to just like you know, um, because uh, especially considering I do two podcasts, is that the 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 mentally sound one is very um is very like mental health heavy. Like I can't ignore it. Whereas um, you know, I might occasionally bring it up with Geek Apocalypse, but for the most part, it's like a more stream of consciousness type thing and the fact that we do it in, on a radio show means we've got like you know music and ads to play and all that kind of thing so we're a, lot, a little bit more constrained and it's on uh, fm um i should let people know that like gigapocalypse is um gigapocalypse is x-rated as in it's over 18 so it's got swear words and everything else um uh the Bentley sound is not because we are on fm uh, airways so we're offcom regulated so and it's we're on during the day so we can't um can't say certain things i got told off for saying pissed uh after um <laughs> I, I said pissed once in an episode and i got told off uh, um, well,
1: they, and i'll uh, well, just let people know sometimes there is swearing in
2: our one but not very often yeah even if they, you know yeah i don't think i don't think i, I actually thought oh. i was i think i was well behaved there today <laughs> no. i think i don't think i think i might have said like shit maybe or something oh no. um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah you, you said yes that's right yeah. i i haven't said it bloody hell there you go awesome. <laughs> as well. but yeah but no i i, I i'm used yeah so that's why i thought if anyone checks out <laughs> geek apocalypse um there's a lot more effing and blinding in, in that but not not you know it, within reason i don't think swearing for the sake of it's a good idea and um, but there you go and um, but yeah this is really fun and like i hope um i just hope as someone who obviously talks about mental health is that um we help somebody understand it more. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole reason I talk about it. And yeah,
1: and you know, this part I said, what this sort of thing's So it's again, it's about raising awareness and, you know, people mm. who don't think that, they, you know, that they're all alone. People think that they're all alone out there. And, you know, hopefully someone is listening to this right now, you know, you know, hopefully it's kind of, you know, that sucks. So like, no, you're not alone. You know, there, there are people who, who are going through what you're going through and, and do understand. Mm-hmm. And there is help out there if you, If you want to reach out
2: for it yeah and if people are yeah and 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 people who maybe are like you know know somebody who's going through it like and as as simon said this like we've maybe gave them some sort of way forward in terms of helping the person who they care about like you know Mm -hmm. and maybe by understanding it more you may be able to to help them through whatever it is they're going through so you know because as we said the most important point about it is it's something that doesn't go away it's going to be part of the human condition forever, and so, Mm. you know, that's why it's relevant. I mean, we make the argument on mentally sound, which I think is a good thing to end on, is to say we think it should be um, just as relevant as sex education. It should be treated the same principle in schools, like, like. you know, because as we said about physical activity, um, you know, about Nog losing his leg, um, we make this argument on mentally sound that, like, um, sex is a physical act, but nobody would say it, even if it was like you had a one night stand or something is uh I, I talked about this on a podcast on geek apocalypse because i had a um, friend expert like a woman wrote a, a friendship book and she talks about one night stands in one of the chapters and she says ultimately as little feelings as you think a one night stand has you ultimately have enough feelings to want to do it in the first place so the idea that the idea that it's mo- emotionalness is not true and there's loads of research to back up that that's that's certainly true. Um so my point is like it's sex is an emotional activity just as much as it is physical. Mm. Um you know because you make a decision to do it and you are connecting with another person in an emotional way as well as physical. So you so the idea of it's as basic as we need to talk about it because it's a physical activity we should also talk about mental health in that sense as well as every other aspect because it's just as relevant. So um yeah so I think that's a really poignant point to end on because like it's it's a huge subject that everybody should talk about, and unfortunately in the 21st century we still don't talk about it often enough. I mean, yeah. I think it's getting better. I don't know oh, if you yeah. guys think that. I do you think I'll, it's getting I'll better. it does, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Very, slowly, very, very slowly. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully we can change yeah. that. So hopefully yeah. we've helped, guys, who are listening. Yeah. Um,
1: so, as always, I've been Jamie. I've been Simon. <laughs> And that's been Stephen. <laughs> me. sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. What's going on. on? No, no. Um, and yeah, thank you so much again for coming on, Stephen. It's always a pleasure having you on. Um, thank you thanks for having That's all right. Um, and yeah, we'll be back uh, soon, guys. So until then, take care. Bye. Bye.